You are listening to the Alaska Sports Talk Podcast, sponsored by Roger Briley and Associates, Partouche Plumbing and Heating, Guido's, The Bike Shop, Alaska Sausage and Seafood, and the Alaska Club. Now, here are your hosts of AST, Keaton Homer and Isaiah Freeman. Welcome to the Alaska Sports Talk Podcast for instant reaction to Friday's thrilling action all over the state, from Anchorage to Barrow to Juneau, uh, over on the south side of Anchorage as well. I mean, it was jam-packed with some amazing stuff tonight. I, I can't even begin to tell you, so we're just going to jump right into it because there's a lot to get to. We're going to start with the Carl Derrick Agnick uh, tourney that is hosted by Barrow High School that used to be the Whaler Invitational, and they have changed the name in honor of the former coach who passed away this fall gonna pick it up with under a minute left barrow girls versus north pole girls in the fourth quarter under a minute left north pole has the ball barrow is up 51 46 and if any of you have ever been to barrow and watched games in barrow it is the crowds on top of you it's loud especially when you're playing barrow it is a wild scene. It's a thrilling scene, especially in a close game. Everybody's into it. Lots of passion, lots of screaming, lots of yelling. It is a great, great environment. So that sets the scene. Barrows up 51-46, up five. North Pole has the ball. There's under a minute left. North Pole brings the ball down after running a little bit of offense, but not too long. North Pole hits a three and cuts the lead 52 52- 49. So they're one possession game. Barrow inbounds the ball, starts to bring it up the court. Boom. Turnover. Barrow turns the ball over. North Pole ball. North Pole now is down just three points. There's 20 seconds left. North Pole inbounds the ball. 20 seconds left. Clock's going. Clock's going. They start working an offense with about 15, about, well, actually it ends up being about 13 seconds left in the fourth quarter, North Pole tries and shoots a three. They miss. They get a rebound. There's loose ball. It kicks out. North Pole shoots again. They just could not hit the three or extend the game with a made basket and force Barrow to shoot free throws. So Barrow girls win in a nail biter, 52-49. Now let's go to the Barrow boys. They were also in a real close game with the North Pole boys. We're going to pick that up in the fourth quarter. Close game throughout. One minute left. So one minute left. It is wild in the stadium or in the gym. It's loud. Everybody's there watching. If you're in Barrow, I mean, the last time I was in Barrow, I was coaching with Brad Lowers, and we were playing Barrow. We took our Heritage Christian boys basketball team up there. And I tell you what, they're advertising these games on the bank sign. So these banks have those reader boards. You see them all over the place. Well, in Barrow's Bank, they had a reader board when we were up there, and they are advertising not interest rates or great things you can do with loans or open a checking account today. No. They are advertising the basketball game that night. So you can just imagine everybody's there. Under a minute left, it is tied 46-46, Barrow versus North Pole Boys. Barrow has some nice passing. They're passing the ball around. Some of the better passing I've seen, because I have seen Barrow in the Mountain City Classic or Mountain City Invitational earlier this year. 
They worked the ball a little bit, and they got a nice layup on a dribble drive with 40.9 seconds left. And then Barrow has a turnover after they – North Pole has the ball. North Pole turns it over. Barrow ends up getting it. They're going to have it. They can run out the clock a little bit and make uh, North Pole foul them. Barrow turns the ball over back to North Pole. North Pole starts working their offense. And again, now we're under about 30 seconds at this point. They're trying to get a nice clean shot. Time is whittling down. Coach, I don't know if they had any timeouts or anything like that left. I don't think they did because they didn't take any. North Pole is working the ball around. Looks like they're playing for the last shot. Finally, with about 10 seconds left, they start working it in to try and get uh, their last second shot. It looked like they were going for a three when, from the looks of it. North Pole shoots a three with seven seconds left. Barrow gets the loose ball. Time expires. Barrow wins 48-46. So both the Barrow boys and Barrow girls played real close games with North Pole. Great games. It was, it was thrilling to watch over the stream. So that's, that's that tournament. That ends up being a great matchup for Saturday, Saturday night. Barrow in this round robin, Barrow is playing Mount Edgecombe. So Barrow boys, Mount Edgecombe boys, Barrow girls, Mount Edgecombe girls. Thrilling games. I'm telling you, those are going to be games you want to watch. And they are streaming on YouTube. There is not, this isn't a tournament game, but I saw that it was on the schedule, so I thought I'd check out the NFHS network and see where we were at. I finally found it and uh, didn't know it was happening until kind of last minute. And lo and behold, just my luck, I pull up the game, and it is Grace Christian at Juno Douglas. And this is the uh, just a regular season game down there. Grace went down there. They're playing Friday night, and I guess they're playing again on Saturday night. I turn on the stream, and lo and behold, it is the fourth quarter, 4.4 seconds left on the clock. It is tied at 61. Grace is at the free throw line, and it looks like they were had one shot left, the, the free throw shooter. Grace hits the free throw, so now it's 4.4 seconds left. Juno calls a timeout, and Juno tries to inbound the ball. They had the four across at the free throw line extended. They run their play. Juno gets the ball inbounds. Guy is moving towards the basket is what you want. He's moving towards the basket, the Juno scoring basket, and guess what happens? Juno turns it over, dribbles it out and down the court a little ways, loses the ball, and Grace wins as time expires 62-61. to 61. So those were thrilling, thrilling games. Um, now we'll move over to the South Tournament before we get into the Alaska Airlines Classic quick. The Ketchikan-Eagle River game was was really entertaining. I was checking back and forth with that, moving between that, as well as the Alaska Airlines Classic. I'm going back and forth, back and forth. Ketchikan is down. I'll just set the stage. It is late fourth quarter. Ketchikan is down 13 points to Eagle River, down 13 there's about two minutes left. Ketchikan hits back-to-back-to-back to back to back threes to cut the lead, with, and it only ends up being about a minute left after they do that. So now it is 56-52, to 56-52 after those back-to-back-to-back to back to back threes. 
Oh man, 52.1 seconds left. Ketchikan has the ball and going down for Eagle River. Ketchikan misses the three, but gets the offensive rebound, kicks it back out. Now we're a little under 50 seconds at this point, and they miss another three. Eagle River gets the rebound. Uh, Ketchikan fouls to send to the line with 20.6 seconds left in the game. Eagle River is still up 56-52. Eagle River hits the first free throw and the second free throw, so now it's a six-point lead with 19 seconds left. Uh, let's see. Uh, I'm looking at my notes. Looking at my notes, as you can tell, I'm kind of paging through some notes here. Um, Ketchikan, it looks like they try and foul. With 7.2 seconds left, uh, Ketchikan hits a basket and cuts the lead to a four-possession, or not a four-possession, a two-possession game. They cut the lead to four again after Eagle River hit the free throws to extend the lead to six. 7.2 seconds left, Ketchikan hits a basket, cuts the lead to four, basically a two-possession game. But after hitting free throws, Eagle River was clutch at the line down the stretch, obviously. And Eagle River, Ketchikan just ran out of time. Ketchikan ends up losing to Eagle River 60-54. to That's a big win for Eagle River. So Eagle River moves into the championship game of the Wolverine Classic over at South Anchorage. Now, on the other side of things... I was watching the stream of South versus Thunder Mountain in the other semifinal, and the stream cut out in the uh, about a minute into the fourth quarter. At the end of the third quarter, Thunder Mountain was up forty-eight to forty, and you know that they had been working the ball. The big man for South had been, or for Thunder Mountain, uh, excuse me, had been creating some problems for the South team. I tried finding the score. I don't know what that final is. I have not heard. I've been looking around. I just can't find it anywhere. But unless South started getting really hot, it, it seemed like Thunder Mountain was going to win that game. But again, <laughs> knowing what I know it, that happened in the Alaska Airlines Classic, no lead is safe. Let's just put it that way. In other action in the Wolverine Classic and some of the consolation games, Palmer beat Mountain City 55-37, to and Lathrop... 63 to 40 over Petersburg. So Lathrop and Palmer will play for the fourth, sixth place game. Petersburg and Mountain City will play for the seventh, eighth. Then we have uh, Ketchikan will be playing the loser of the South Thunder Mountain game. I'm pretty sure Ketchikan is hoping that uh, Thunder Mountain did win that game because they don't want to play Thunder Mountain again before they even play them in the conference. Uh, rotation that they do because you don't want to fly all the way to Anchorage and play uh, Thunder Mountain and catch a can again. So that is the South Anchorage Wolverine Classic. Again, if I get notification before this podcast is over, this instant reaction one, I will let you know. All right. Whew, all right. That is those two tournaments and the Grace Juno game. Now let's move over to the Alaska Airlines Classic. Let is let me give you a picture of what it looks like right now in the consolation games that happened earlier before the semifinal games that I talked about last night and how exciting those were going to be. West Valley played East Hall from Georgia this afternoon starting at 3 o'clock. West Valley ended up winning 71-61. 
that one, I'll, I'll tell you, I guess I, I missed it because I was in process of uh, picking up my daughter from school and then heading over there. I missed it. Apparently, I missed the head coach from East Hall getting ejected after two technicals and then the assistant coach getting a tee very shortly afterwards. Uh, when I walked in, I heard all about it. It was an eventful game, but West Valley ended up winning that one 71-61. That East Hall team, boy, give them a couple years with those 14- and 15-year-olds, and that team is going to be a handful. They are going to be a handful. Those kids do not look like they're 14 and 15 years old, I can tell you that. All right, the next game, Diamond versus Bartlett at the 430 matchup. Diamond was up 30-22 to 22 at the half. Diamond had been playing mostly man-to-man most of the game this year, but they ju- I did see that they jumped into a zone for a while. Bartlett had some real unforced turnovers there towards the middle late second quarter, and that led to that eight-point lead at halftime for Diamond. I mean, Diamond did force some turnovers on Bartlett, don't get me wrong, but Bartlett had a couple of turnovers. I know uh, Coach Steve was just, you know, I'm sure if there was a cement wall, he would have wanted to bang his head into it because some of them were just, Diamond's not even pressing, and they throw the ball, and the players aren't ready, and the ball just goes flying out of bounds. It It just was not good. Diamond ended up taking control a little bit more in the third quarter, they had the lead up to 20 a couple time, a couple minutes into the fourth quarter, and it ended up 68-55 Diamond. So Diamond is going to play West Valley at 430 for the fourth sixth-place game. That's going to be a really entertaining game. West Valley is really tough. Diamond, I know, believes, and I think they can as well, West Valley believes that they are a number one team in the state that they can play with anybody and I know Diamond wants to be there too so that'll be an interesting game at 4:30 over at West Anchorage High School in the three o'clock game if you can get there early it is Bartlett Golden Bears versus the East Hall Vikings from Georgia that will be an entertaining game I, I know some of the Bartlett players are young and the East Hall team is young that's that that, that has the potential to be a real track meet there all right, now we are going to get into, I took extensive notes. If you were watching these games on the stream, you heard uh, Keaton, my partner in crime, broadcasting these games. These semifinal games for the Alaska Airlines Classic, I dare say, are instant classics. They were incredible. They did not disappoint from what I had mentioned yesterday. <coughs> uh, excuse me. All right, so we'll start it off at the 6 o'clock game. It's the two outside teams, St. Joseph's versus Nazareth. St. Joseph's from California and Nazareth from New York. St. Joe started off hot with a 7-0 run. It was it was kind of a strange first quarter. There were two technicals handed out back-to-back uh, against the Nazareth team, one with the player, and it looked like it was called – the technical was called for face-guarding which I know is kind of in the rule, but I can honestly say I don't think I've ever seen that called ever. So it was just an odd thing, and then Coach was asking about it from what it looked like. Again, I couldn't hear what uh, the coach from Nazareth was saying, so he easily could have said something that set the official off that wasn't appropriate or something. I I don't know. I don't know exactly what he was saying. But he ended up getting a tech, too. So the first quarter was interesting. St. Joe's took the lead. St. Joseph's took the lead 13-9. Then it was back and forth. I thought that game was going to turn into a real track meet. 
you know, where the you could just turn the shot clock off because they weren't going to have the ball for more than five five to ten seconds anyway. But there were times where it turned into that. But in reality, they actually they were running some offense. They they looked really good. They were doing some back screens. They were doing some pick and rolls. They were they were really trying to work the oh, excuse me work the offense. So that was really really good. I was that was entertaining. At half, it was a nine point spread. St. Joseph's thirty two. 23 over Nazareth. Oh boy. All right. Now we start picking it up. That's just kind of setting the scene. Okay. So we start now we pick it up. Nazareth has at the end of the third quarter, Nazareth, Nazareth was down to St. Joseph's, St. Joseph's, but they started crawling their way back crawling their way back. Now, we're going to pick it up with 2.45 left in the fourth quarter. So 2.45 left in the fourth quarter. Just imagine you're at West. Close your eyes. You're at West Anchorage High School. There's 1,000 people in the stands. It's hot. It's loud. There's some incredible basketball being played. It's been back and forth. You've had some dunks. You've just had some real up and down. You've also had some slowdown and working some offense. Just great stuff. 2.45, you look up at the clock, and it's 2.45 left in the fourth quarter. Say, Nazareth is shooting some free throws. They hit both, and they cut the lead. Finally, they crawl their way back 54-52. to 52. I've got some notes here, so I'm probably just going to read a lot of them. St. Joseph's with two minutes left and 20, two minutes and 26 seconds left, so just a few seconds tick off the clock, has only scored... Get this, two minutes and 20 seconds left in the fourth quarter. They are up. St. Joseph's is up 54-52, and they have only scored four points total in the fourth quarter at this point. Nazareth has scored 13. (coughs) Excuse me for coughing. 221 left. St. Joseph's Yusef is shooting two. He He hits his free throws. And now it's a, it's back up to a two possession game, sixty four or sixty fifty six to fifty two. Yusef all of a sudden just goes on a tear. He just goes on a tear. He scores a layup and extends the lead to six points with one forty five left. He ends up getting another layup. Yusef hits another one and pushes the lead sixty to fifty two with one ten left. Now it looks like they're kind of taking control, but again, it's just still a two possession game at this point. Nazareth scores with one minute left to cut the lead to six. So instead of eight points, now it's six. It is 101 left on the clock. Yusef is fouled. He hits two free throws, and that pushes the lead back up to eight. This is where it gets real interesting. Nazareth's best, best one of their best players, and he was their best player tonight, no, no lie. Rollins, number four, hits a... Th- a three to cut it 52 or 62, excuse me, 62 to 57. That was his sixth three for him tonight. Six threes, and he ended up cutting it 62 57. Julius Price, the uh, real incredible sophomore, I can't believe I, I still can't believe he's a sophomore that is got offers from UW as well as Minnesota. He turns the ball over on the inbounds. 
I know that coach thought he was fouled. It was hard to tell from the stream. It, it looked like he may have been, but he turns the ball over on the inbounds. Nazareth gets the ball back, 48.3 seconds left, down five. <coughs> Nazareth misses a foul shot, and Julius Price rebounds it. He misses the first free throw, 33 seconds left, and hits and hits the second free throw. So now... Rodgers from Nazareth comes back down and hits a floater. There's 18.4 left on the clock. Nazareth fouls Price again. He does the same thing. He misses the first one, and then he makes a second one. So he ended up being 5 for 10, kind of the, the theme of the night. He misses the first one, but always makes the second. Uh, Coda, Coda for Nazareth. Hits both free throws to make the lead to shrink again, but it's still three possessions, 66 to 59. Um, that's when it finally, it finally had the comeback. It kind of stopped at that point. They, the, they expended so much energy to cut that lead to two and then kind of battle back with few seconds and few possessions here and there. They just didn't have enough to get over the hump after kind of being in the hole for a while most of the, the first half and then a little bit into the second half. Harlan Rollins from Nazareth finishes with a game-high 27 points. It was incredible. It was, wi it was wild. Yusef had just – he had not done a whole lot the whole night, and then for a while he was just the most dominant player on the floor and that you can tell why he's got offers from UCLA Arizona kind of he can kind of almost pick a spot where he wants to go so St. Joseph's ends up winning 66-59 so they are in the championship game and next up whoo next up a real interesting game east versus west Betty Davis East versus West Anchorage End of the first, we'll pick it up there. It's 1913 East. Shooting for both teams cooled off a bit in the second quarter. They they didn't they only scored East scored eight points in the second quarter. West only scored seven. So it was 27-20 East lead at half. Mid here's something you don't hear every day. Mid third quarter somebody's tooth got knocked out. Alexander for West lost a tooth. I don't know if it was the whole tooth or just nothing but a part of a tooth. And they found it on the floor, so they had to stop the game for a little bit. I can't, I, it was hard to tell if there was a foul called or not on that, but we had a knocked tooth out and they were looking for that. Two minutes left in the third. East is up 46-29. George from East had back-to-back -back threes, and they pushed the lead up to 17. That's why it was 46-29. So just keep that in mind. East had a lead of 17 points with under two minutes left in the third quarter. And at the end of the third quarter, it was 46-33. We're going to pick it up with 4.51 remaining in the fourth quarter. East battles for a rebound and gets a putback after hitting a three in the previous possession, cutting it to nine-point lead, and that was it, 48-39. Just remember, East had a 17-point lead at one point. East George, who had hit those back-to-back -back threes earlier in this quarter, 
had back-to-back turnovers when they were driving. West takes it and gets a layup on both of those turnovers. So now it's 48-43 East with just under four minutes remaining. 250 left, Boo Merrill decides to take over. 250 left, Boo Merrill for East, hits a three to cut the lead to one point. One point, they had been down 17. They had made up 16 points. 250 left in the fourth quarter. East has only made, at this point, 250 left. I told you about the shooting in the second quarter, how it wasn't great. In the fourth quarter, 250 left, East had only made one shot. They had only scored two points in the fourth quarter to West 13 at this moment with 250 left. 220 left now. Cook hits a three in the fourth to erase that 17-point lead by East, and they take a one-point lead, 50-49. to Just after he hit that, though, he ends up getting a foul, and he ends up fouling out of the game. That was going to be a bit, that's going to play a big role later on. One minute left. Boo Merrill hits a shot to go up one, 52 51. They traded baskets there for a while. Timeout East with 31 seconds left. No timeouts for them, and West had three. Again, this is going to come into play a little bit later. We pick it up. West, or East, excuse me, inbounds the ball, and then George. He turned it over for East. West picks it up, brings it down the court, and calls a timeout. It was it was crazy in there. It's 9.8. The student section for West has gone nuts. They have just gone nuts. The whole place is screaming and yelling. It is intense. So right now, let's set the, set the stage again. It's 53-52. East is up one. Okay? East is up one. West brings it down the court with 9.8 seconds left. 9.8 seconds west left. West inbounds the ball, and, and East fouls because they had one to give. West takes a timeout. Now it's 6.5 seconds left in the fourth. East is up, 53-52. Both now are totally out of timeout. 6.5 seconds left. East is up one, 53-52. East and West are out of timeouts. West inbounds the ball. Macho for East is in a scramble, gets the ball, shoots a three. Excuse me, Macho for West. It, he scrambles, shoots a three, misses the shot. East gets a rebound. East wins. <laughs> and again, I, I'm trying to do my best on this summary. It doesn't do it justice. If you want to watch the end of that fourth quarter, I, I would say go watch it on the stream. It's all archived on AlaskaAirlinesClassic.com, the website there. You can watch that. You, you won't be disappointed. It was my summary as well as I think I did in some of my summary. It does not do it justice. It was incredible. So East wins. East wins by one. I'll tell you what, that's not a conference game, but those West-East matchups later on this year for the conference tournament or for the conference uh, matchups, those are must-see games. So East wins 53-52. East is going to play St. Joseph's, a rematch of a couple years ago in the finals. East versus St. Joseph's Saturday, 7:30. <coughs> that is going to be a real entertaining game. St. Joseph's versus East, 7:30 at West Anchorage on Saturday night. West Anchorage will play Nazareth at 6 p.m. before that East St. Joseph's game. So you're definitely going to want to check those out. Uh, I tell you what, I have an event tomorrow night. 
So I'm not going to be able to watch those games live, but I can tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to be keeping my eye on it on the stream, and I, we will do another instant reaction podcast to those as well. And I know Keaton's going to be on those games as well. So if you want to listen to Keaton, who does obviously a fantastic job broadcasting games, he's the best in the business. He's the best in the business up here in Alaska right now. I, I would highly recommend going and watching those and then listen to the Instant Reaction podcast later. So whew, that is that is quite the quite the summary. So we'll stop there. Instant Reaction podcast to the Alaska Airlines Classic, the Wolverine Classic over at South Anchorage. And it was it was just a crazy night of basketball. Crazy night, but this is why we love it. This is why we do it. So for Isaiah Freeman, Keaton Homer, Brad Lowers, Alaska Sports Talk Cat, Alaska Sports Talk Podcast. Good night. <laughs>